Locked On Predators, your daily podcast on the Nashville Predators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you, everybody, for making Locked On Predators your first listen of the day. We are your free to download Nashville Predators daily podcast available on all platforms. Oh, what a night. Not at all how we expected that to go, huh? Just like it seems like the Predators were taking some steps forward, they take a major step back. We are talking, of course, about last night's 4-3 loss to the Seattle Kraken. We are going to be breaking that down. Everything uh, from the recap, the reactions, to what we need to do to fix this Predators team moving forward. Plus, also today, we are debuting a fun, because we need some fun after last night, a fun new Friday segment. Uh, our My partner in crime, Ann Kimmel, is going to be putting that together. It's a fun thing. It is a fun thing. You guys are definitely going to want to pay attention to this, right, Anne? Absolutely. It's it's going to be worth it's going to be worth everything. Truly, it will make up for last night almost in a little bit. It really is. That's that's all we have hope for, right? All right. Oh, that's it. All right. Uh, introductions are in order. I'm Nick Morgan, writer and editor at On the Forecheck, and as mentioned, I have a partner in crime. I am Ann Kimmel. I am also a writer at OnTheForeCheck.com. All right, Ann. Are, are you ready to do this? I tossed and turned trying to find words that were FCC appropriate, but yes, let's do this. All right. Predators, three. Kraken, four. Um, we are going to break it down like this. We are going to give you one word each to describe last night's game. And what one word would you use to describe last night's game? Okay, right out of the gate, I'm breaking the rules because... Oh, good I'm, start. Yeah, that's that's what I'm here for. I'm completely rebellious in every way. Uh, my one word to describe this is the Predators were sort of a bad wedding 90s boy band, and my word is out of sync. Out of sync, okay. Out of sync. Not in sync, out of sync. Bye, bye, bye. Why were they out of sync to you? I d- that's, is that not the million dollar question, my friend? Why were they out of sync? I don't know. They were out of sync and everything from being able to anticipate where their on ice partners were going to be. They were not able to be in sync on things simple as passing. They were out of sync on, you know, dumping and chasing, like Dump and chase only works if you actually do the chase. So <laughs> there just was so, so little. There were so few glimpses of them operating in a groove, like what I have seen them be able to do. And that was disappointing. More so for me than the score was the fact that they just appeared out of sync so much. So what is your word, Nick? All right. So here in the Midwest... We have a common phrase. Everybody in the Midwest knows it. It's "ope." Oh, good one. You know, you're walking through the hallway, you bump into somebody. Ope. <laughs> you know, I love this. Yeah, you grab a drink at the fountain. 
Uh, you come back, you spill it. Oh, just that little bit on your shirt. The Predators were a big ope last night. It just seemed like everything they did was not what they should have been doing. Um, like you mentioned, uh, we had like a Forsberg great play uh, set up to no one. Yes. We had uh, a miscommunication between what looked like Ben Harper and Philip Tomasino. Wide open goal. Ope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. UC Saros, who last season was really on his rebounds, all of a sudden can't control his rebounds last game. One bounces right to Chris Tanef, who just pops at home, gives the Kraken a lead. Ope. Yes. There was a lot of Ope last night. Oh, there was Ope in abundance last night. That's great. Yep. Yeah, yep. I mean... And I think to hit on something you said earlier, it wasn't necessarily the final score. If this was like 4-3 and there's just wild action on both ends of the ice, and, and then, the, you know, the Preds lost at the last second in some dramatic fashion, that that's, that's fine. That is fine for game one of 82. Right. But to me, it was more of the way they looked. And, you know, everybody's, you know, starting the, oh, tear it down, never should have happened. We had been talking for two weeks about how good and how in sync the Predators looked all mm -hmm. throughout not only preseason games, but in camp. And, you know, I know everybody's going to say, oh, yeah, well, it, it's preseason. It's training camp. It's not the real thing. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that that's true. I 100% get and understand that. But the way they looked in those games, it's not necessarily the final score, but you know, against the, the Carolina series, they were playing against Carolina's A team. Right. You know, it's yes. not like you know, it's not like it was Philip Forsberg and Roman Yossi versus the Charlotte Checkers or right. whoever Carolina's minor league affiliate is right now. <laughs> that seems to change on a daily basis. But it was it was good on good, as they as they say in football. And they look so they look sharp. I mean, it looked like they had been working together for a very long time. It looked yes. like they had chemistry. Um, everybody kind of knew where they were going to wind up being on the ice. And I don't know if it's just a. A first night jitters thing, if this or if right. this was. Yeah, if this was just a case of, oh, well. It, it's it's going to be different now. Or if, or if this was, or if we overestimated what we saw. I, I struggled with that. And, and really that was what I was most frustrated about as I walked away from this game is this is not the Predators team that I think that we have. Um, and I wondered about that too. I wondered like, is there a, an opening night jitters kind of element to this, you know, having never been a professional hockey player yet? I'm not dead yet. I still have goals, but I don't know if that is a thing. It was, I struggled to see things like the Duchesne Forsberg, Johansson line has looked so, um, so in sync through practices, through the preseason, like you said, and some, you know, preseason it's preseason, but 
like you said, some of the games that they played and where they really looked great were against an A team. You know, they were against Carolina's starters and looked good and looked in sync. And so it was difficult to sit there and watch this game and not be able to identify, okay, here's the thing that's got them off and here's the thing to fix it. Now, I am hopeful that John Hines and the players amongst themselves will be able to identify that thing. But it really was almost this weird out-of-body experience to have seen so much of this team in practices and in preseason and see the way that they can operate and then watch how it translated on the ice at Bridgestone. Um, it was, it was, it was, it was disappointing. It was disappointing. We'll, we'll, we'll drop it there. there, there there's our third word, I guess. Yeah. If, yeah. We had, if we had a third host, we'll, we'll pencil that in for them. There you go. So we asked you guys your thoughts online last night. Oh, uh, Lord. Varied responses. Um, at Nate Vaughn says, despite all the flavor text by management, this is a rebuild team and that's okay. Ellie and Tomasino showed why they're part of the future moving forward. Um, agree with the last part of that because yes. I think those two were were fine. Uh, Tomasino was, was fine. Um, yep. You know, nothing, nothing to write home about, but he also didn't look bad. Well, and I think if Tomasino didn't just look fine, the other option for last night was going to be Tomasino was going to be a mess and look out of place. He didn't look out of place. And eventually he's going to look more than fine and be able to really showcase some more of his skills. But for his first NHL game, I think we celebrate fine. And I agree with you. He, I think he and Tolvanen had two of the better games. Yeah, definitely Ellie Tolvanen, I think, was was one of the standouts. Um, yes. you know, we kind of mentioned this in earlier podcasts, but it, it seems in the offseason, Tolvanen has kind of evolved more from a, uh, well, this is your very specific role, stand here and, you know, get the one-timers and get off the big shots. It seems like he's trusted to be a little bit more of a play driver this year. Yes. We saw it come out, uh, that, that first goal, um, definitely in the right place at the right time. A great shot. Uh, oh, his shot. I'm telling you, his shot is almost artwork. Yeah. I mean, terrifying um, artwork, but artwork. He's, he, it's something else. That was a phenomenal shot. Uh, things didn't exactly improve from the Predators from there. We're going to break down some of the goals, kind of pinpoint what went wrong. Uh, but first, though, I'm kind of hungry right now, and I need a healthy breakfast. And when that needs to happen, I turn to Built Bar. Built Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's something for everyone. They're definitely passionate about their favorites. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, I personally go for the Cherry Barcia because I'm a cherry fan. But hey, you know what? If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box. You get two of each of the nine flavors so you can figure out what your favorite is. Not only are their Built Bars good tasting, they're healthy too. High in protein, low in calories, low in sugar, and low in net carbs. All amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today, get that grasshopper cookie, your raspberry, or whatever you like. 
If you don't want to take it from some random guy in a podcast, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. I would trust them more than I would trust me. You can go to Built.com right now and use promo code LOCKED15 and you will get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Thanks again, everybody, for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day. We have a special show coming up next week. We are going to have a special crossover edition of Locked On Predators with our friends over at Locked On Kings. The Preds and Kings play each other next week. So we are going to have a special edition with our folks at Locked On Kings. Kind of preview that game and check in on our dearly beloved Victor Arvidsson, who, as Ann mentioned yesterday, doesn't look good in black. Not really. Mm -mm. Just compounded the pain for Nashville Predators fans. All right. So we talked about that first goal. The second goal is kind of where things went off the board. And that kind of brings me to another thing I want to talk about. Special teams did not look great last night. Uh, outside of that one power play goal from Roman Yossi, which admittedly was was set up pretty well. Um, the penalty kill, that was a mess. Oh, and we, wolf. And we saw it on the on the first goal uh, with, with Jared McCann. It, it just, you know, UC Soros, we kind of mentioned little shaky from Soros last night, which was another surprise because he had looked sharp all through camp, uh, wasn't really controlling his rebounds. And then that Jared McCann goal, just not in the right place at the right time. That's probably one Soros should have had. You know, what was interesting is at the very start of the first period, he had a couple of saves and I thought, wow, he is tracking everything. I mean, he had some saves through traffic and I thought, okay, here we go. We're, we're out of the gate. You see Saros is doing great. But like you said, as the game kind of went on, it seemed a little bit like he just was half a beat behind. Now I want to be very clear and say that you see Saros was left out to dry on a couple of these things, you know, when, when you're on, you know, when you're doing the kill, you have got to have somebody watching his six or his like four thirty or something. You know what I'm saying? Like you've got to, you know, the if there is of watching the six, yes. Like if there is anything I know as a middle-aged woman, it's that you have got to cover the backside. <laughs> like, and they just left it wide open and you know you've got a, a kraken just kind of slithering down with nobody there to sort of keep that in check so i think like you said uc soros had some rebounds kind of pop out and that's unusual so there's some things that he needs to do better but he also has got to get better support defensively especially on things like the penalty kill so seattle went up two to one roman yossi uh tied it up on the power play in the start of the second period, a pretty nifty rotation there from the Predators power play. Yes. Uh, wasn't good early on, but towards their next couple chances really started to pressure a little bit. 
Yeah. And it, you know, it was one of those games where there would be these brief pockets like this Roman Yossi goal and you would say, okay, here we go. This is going to kind of swing the momentum. The Predators now are going to get the, get the traction. The opening night jitters are out. They're going to gain their traction. And they just absolutely couldn't seem to do it. But you would have these little tiny pockets of them controlling, you know, they had offensive possession. Most of that happened, I think, in the third period, but even just brief moments in the second period where you're like, okay, here we go. We're going to get offensive possession. We're going to kind of get into our groove. And it just still didn't happen. Don't yeah. understand it. And it's the 3 2 goal that put the Kraken up for good. Uh, I think that was kind of an epitome of what you mentioned earlier people not being in sync. Uh, yes. Alex Wenberg. Who was guarding Alex Wenberg? Uh, nobody. To, he the big to, nobody. He seemed to fall through the cracks. What's What's weird is looking at where he was on the ice. Uh, there is maybe about three or four people that you could have easily said, "Hey, that guy is supposed to be guarding where Alex Wenberg is right now," and that kind yes. of was a microcosm of the Predators being just out of sorts in their own end. I mean, the fact that, you know, was Forsberg supposed to be guarding him? Was Tomasino supposed to be guarding him? Uh, was was Ben Harper? Did he leave his assignment? That yeah. Was, that was kind of the thing for me. It was like, okay, who's who's there? There's like three of you that reasonably could be there. And I think that's when that happens, it's just miscommunication and not knowing uh, the chemistry of the people you're on the ice with. Right. I think it, like you said, the, you know, miscommunication, they have got to be able to communicate better. And, you know, in that moment, they need to be communicating if they're just not in a place as a team where they're able to anticipate, hey, I know that so and so is going to drop down when I'm here there, they just didn't have that kind of a connection during this game. And in key moments, you can't have a breakdown like that on something like a penalty kill. You just can't. Third period, I thought the Predators did do a better job of pushing in the third. Um, you know, obviously they didn't get the win, but I do think that after the first two periods were kind of a hot mess, you saw some signs of, okay, well, they're getting chances. Okay, well, the the lines that didn't look great in the first couple of period are, are starting to get things going. Um, Brandon Tanef, who is the king of off-season headshot photos. Oh my master, goodness. The master of that. Uh, empty net goal to put the Kraken up 4-2. Mikhail Granlund would say, not so fast, my friend. Made it 4-3 with just under a minute left. Preds continue to push. Couldn't get the W or tie the game. Uh, and that is where we left things and and walked out of a very bitter Bridgestone Arena. It seemed like last night. Yes, uh, it was. It was definitely a crowd that was uh, disappointed. I think. Um, I think they came in with with um, not even high hopes. I don't think everybody that walked into Bridgestone's like going to see the Stanley Cup champs. But I think when you're playing an expansion team, it feels a little bit more like a gimme. And Seattle, in a lot of ways, out muscled the Predators. Uh, it took the Predators far too long, like you said, to find some sort of offensive momentum in the third period. And you're not going to be able to win games if you really start playing offensively, you know, 40 minutes in. 
Can we talk about the Bridgestone Arena crowd for a second? Because it was sort of a weird vibe last night. Like, you know, mm. there's people who are like booing Ben Harper. During, yeah, like, can, the, I, can I take that one? Room. Take that one, please. Can I take that one just as um, as putting aside any sort of sports media, you know, angle, putting off, you know, taking off my media hat and putting on my mom hat. Y'all act like you have been there before. Whether, and and I understand, truly, I understand from a sports perspective that there are particular defensemen who, in general, fans are not thrilled to see in the lineup. And I also can understand their argument for that. Absolutely. But when they are doing opening night introductions and the crowd is going wild, going wild, going wild, and a particular player comes out and there are crickets or boos that is so uncalled for. Um, please express yourself. This is why we have Twitter. You know, express your dissatisfaction with a lineup call. But you know, don't be don't be the team that boos your own player. It it I just had this weird out of body moment as I sat there and thought, you know, Philip Tomasino's parents are here for his first game and y'all are acting like that. Now I'm going to put off my mom hat and put back on the sports media hat and continue. The thing I would use to describe it almost is that the crowd came in wanting something to boo or wanting something to be mad at. Mm -hmm. And you know, I don't say that as like, oh, well, you know, if the Predators suck, you still have to be optimistic and cheer. Sure, all sure. That. But at the same time, I think the fan base right now, just because of the frustration over the roster and confusion over the direction of the team, I think it put a little bit of a cloud over the crowd because I think people came in. It was like, oh, well, the second things go wrong. I'm going to let them hear about it or, oh, well, the Predators are down two to one at the end of the first. Here's same old Predators and it's mm-hmm. even form. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and it was odd to me because I went into this game. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be able to be there for the game. And I went into this game thinking this is going to be such an amazing experience because it is the first time in, you know, two hockey seasons really, where we're going to be back with a full crowd in Bridgestone Arena being able to cheer for this team. And I understand that the team is in a place where people have some big feelings about it, and in a lot of cases, very rightly so. But the vibe that I expected from Bridgestone Arena, from the crowd, was not necessarily what I got. And it was really um, you could sense that being in there and it was disappointing. It really was. Well, like we said, we're going to get to more of your reactions from last night and also a new segment we're debuting and is taking the lead on that. And I am excited to hear that. It's going to be great. But first, we want to give you a word from our friends at Bet Online. Bet Online is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. 
with a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, Bet Online continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code locked on to receive your bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. All right, and so let's go through some more of our mentions, uh, which is sounds like a beginning of any horror story. Yes, edit as needed. I, I think a lot of you can and can predict. At Spock Tardis said, "This alcohol season is going to be long and expensive." <laughs> Sorry, not wrong. <laughs> Yeah, fair point for that. Uh, <laughs> That's at funny. Pred, at Pred's Threads said, Heinz already has them in mid-season form. It's mm. a whole thing. Uh, That's a at, whole discussion. At Hunter Welcher said, this team seemed to have no direction tonight, which makes a whole lot of sense considering the position the GM took this offseason. Everything about this team is oxymoronic. Not really That's sure. A- I Not really sure I agree with that one. Um, it's it's a good SAT word, but I would I would say this is one game. Everybody breathe. Yeah, that's the point our friend Alex Shearer made. Said it's game one of eighty two for a new group with no external expectations. If it weren't for living forever in Kraken lore, I wouldn't care. Oh, that is a good point. We are you know the the Nashville Predators have solidified an answer and some sort of painful sports trivia question. Do you think but that, I agree with that perspective. Do you think that's why the Carolina Hurricanes are so mad at us? Because they're <laughs> our first win? I just don't even care. I don't care why the Carolina Hurricanes are mad at us. I just think it's great. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out why exactly they're mad, yeah. they're mad at anything. Uh, here's a positive one. Our friend Kyle Perkins says, Tolvanen and Myers look good amongst the kids. Grandland showed why he got paid. Yes, Greenland was by far the best player on the ice for the Predators last night. Yes. Three points. And, you know, talking about Granlin, Granlin was one in the offseason. I thought you have got to you've got to bring him back. I, you know, whether you're doing a retool, rebuild, you still think we can compete for the cup, whatever. It doesn't matter where you think this team is. This team is a better team with Mikhail Granlin in it. And that, if it's all right, sort of brings me to our Friday feature. Go for it. Um, so Nick and our friends at On the Forecheck can tell you that one of the, you know, one of the ways that I communicate my affirmation for uh, a play is by wanting to provide food because everybody knows, everybody with a healthy perspective in life understands that food is love. So I always want to bake cookies for the best player and not just any cookies. Um, My great grandmother had a cookie recipe that our family has passed down. It's, we call them Duchess cookies. Now, her name was Florence Myrtle, but they called her Dutch. And I think 
you know, it's kind of obvious why they didn't go with Florence Myrtle. But um, we have Duchess cookies in our family and they're for special occasions. And so every Friday I am going to give out a plate of Duchess cookies to whoever I feel like has earned them. And I think it's very clear from last night's game and just over the preseason and practices that I've been able to watch that my first plate of Duchess cookies are going to go to Mikhail Granlund. He deserves a dozen Duchess cookies. Um, he shows up. He is not the flashiest player on the ice, but he shows up. The people who play with him are better because he's on the ice. Uh, and I think he is consistently going to show that he is cookie worthy throughout the season. So definitely keep an eye on Mikhail Granlin. You have me very, very hungry right now. They're so good. I'm not going to lie. If you like coffee, they're like a weird consistency cookie that are great with like coffee or tea. Yes. Uh, I am very much excited to hear that this season. Again, every Friday, you're going to give out some of your Duchess cookies. That's right. uh, There is something to look forward to on Friday, folks. Well, thank you guys for being awesome and tuning into the Lockdown Predators podcast every single morning. Uh, On Monday, we are going to debut another new segment. We're going to break down the Carolina game and look ahead to the Preds week. We have a special edition of the Locked On Predators crossover series with the Locked On Kings coming up to preview that game and cry over the loss of Victor Arvidsson. And where can the fine people find you online? You can find my work at ontheforecheck.com and you can reach out to me on Twitter. You can find me there at Ann K underscore Mama on Ice. And I'm Nick Morgan. You can find all of my work at ontheforecheck or follow me at underscore NS Morgan. Again, if you have any thoughts on the team, the games, any big news, or you just want to chit chat with us, tweet us. We'll use some of your conversations on the air. Uh, For now, though, Thank you for making Lockdown Predators your first listen of the day every day. Now go make your second listen to Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Host Scott Cullen leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms. Have a great weekend, everybody.